signage and they feel like their branding work is done. But when we dive into the marketing strategy piece of it, what we find is that there are often a lot of holes. Welcome to season two of the Paper Talk podcast, where we have candid conversations with artists and industry leaders from around the world. Our goal is to share knowledge, connect our community and elevate the artistry of our craft. Hi, I'm Jesse Chu. Hello, I am Quinn Nguyen, and we are the founders of the Paper Florist Collective. Hello, everybody. Today, we have Kalisa Jenny Fraser and Missy Palakol with us from the Calix Group. They co-founded their company, the Calix Group, in 2016, based in Seattle, Washington. They are a marketing consulting agency specializing in marketing strategy and digital media consulting for small businesses and entrepreneurs. They help businesses achieve success with simple, practical, and effective marketing strategies that create real business impact and growth. Welcome, Kelisa and Missy. How are you guys doing today? Great. Thanks for having us. Hi. Yeah, great. Thank you. We're thrilled we're to have you guys here. Yes, we're so excited to talk to both of you because branding and I feel like content making for marketing is so important these days, especially if we're in the COVID period right now where everyone had to pivot and change what they're doing and go on an online present, which is, I think is really important right now. And I think having your identity firm in branding is really important. Can you tell us the difference between branding and marketing? I think a lot of people think that branding and marketing are the same thing, but really they're separate pieces of the same puzzle. Both of them help drive business results like building awareness, understanding of of your brand in the marketplace and understanding for your audience of the value of your goods and services. But really branding is about who you are as a company and why you exist. And it provides your business a real identity. It's beyond your logo and your colors and your packaging. It's the ideas, the emotions, your beliefs and values and the experience customers will have with your business. Marketing is how you translate that to your audience. So it's the tactics and activities that you use to create the awareness and and power of your brand. It teaches people who you are and why you matter to them and what value your services or product will have to them as as a person. Does that make sense? Yes, I love that. That was a great explanation, very clear. And I think it deep dives. I think people always get confused about branding where they think it is just the logo, just the colors, your tagline, but it's so much more than that. It's what people, when they think of your name, of your business. So I think that's really great clarification. Yeah. I think that a lot of people go short on brand strategy and it's one of the things that we talk to our clients a lot about because often once brands are seeking out a brand consultant or a marketing strategist, they've already gotten their logo, they've built their business name, they perhaps secured their handles on social media. You know, they've got their business cards and they've got their signage and they feel like their branding work is done. But when we dive into the marketing strategy piece of it, what we find is that there are often a lot of holes, a lot of things that they haven't thought about. And it makes it really hard to clearly communicate the value of the the brand or the offer when they haven't fully explored what their brand is. So having a good brand strategy helps improve all of that and allows you to derive more value out of the marketing tactics and plan that you put together. And having those two things align is super important because it makes 
make sure that your customers have a solid understanding of who you are and it creates a more consistent message and experience in the market. My question is, if a person was just starting out and building their business and they're Mm -hmm. looking at their branding and they've already got their business name, their logo, their colors, but we want them to delve a little bit more because branding to me is the foundation of your business that you can build upon. What are the building blocks they need to make sure they have completed before they jump off and do their marketing content? Yeah, I think especially if you have all those things in place already, one really concern that a lot of times gets overlooked is your tone and how you're going to approach your audience. Do you come off as super professional and kind of curved, or are you coming off as like a really enthusiastic bubbly brand? Those are things to consider that are part of your brand. The other thing too is your personas that are, go under your brand. So the market, what is your audience? Who are they that you want to reach? Who's your ideal customer, right? Your avatar. Yeah, your avatar. And that there could be several. It's always best to start with one, obviously. Lisa and I usually take our clients through an exercise to at least identify three that you can, and there usually is tons more, right? Lisa, I mean, we have some clients that have identified Present. 10. Yeah. <laughs> I recommend going after all of them at once. No, but they all do make up your business. Yes, so true. Yeah, I would definitely say that because I look at my business and yes, I do want that perfect wedding couple. But also I want to work yeah. with commercial business. So do I work with brick and mortars? Do I work with online branding? How do you go about, you know, figuring out that compartment out? I think that's really interesting that I think a lot of people, when I listen to other branding part, they talk about that one avatar. Mm-hmm. And I love that you're saying, no, there's more than one avatar. And I think that is so important to note. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, to your point with my photography business, I use this example all the time saying that, of course, I have this ideal client that is a more premium customer. They want to book my full service and they want to pay me the full amount. However, I do have a lot of customers from my portrait side of my business that is for photography that want the mini session, right? it's their budget. And, you know, I've decided that it's a part of my brand too. And I want to keep that well. So there's different, because I know that both of those personas spend are my brand, then there's different marketing tactics that I use for each of them and how I reach them which kind of goes back to why brand and marketing go hand in hand are important for each other. And I think a lot of times businesses get a little confused and this happens whether you're a small business or a Fortune 100. I've had that experience there as well, where they try and cover all the bases rather than saying, I'm going to go after this one, two or three three personas. And I'm going to really target that audience individual messages, perhaps not all at the same time with the same Mm -hmm. tactic. But what happens when you try and do that is it gets diluted. Your message gets super diluted. So when I have people think about personas or avatars or ideal customers, whatever you'd like to call them, I have them think about that person in in very specific terms. And we define that as not only in terms of demographic, you know, age, age, income, marital status, kids, where they work, all of that. Beyond the demographics, we look at the psychographics. So what does that person get or derive from your product and service? What do you deliver to them? What need do you meet? Because that's what you really have to communicate. It's less about the demographics, which can can help you when you're targeting advertising and you're looking for a broader audience. But what really matters when it comes to messaging is understanding how your product or service adds value to that person's life so that you can double down on that message because that's the message you need to land with that customer. I love that. That's really, really good. I think the one hard part for our particular industry, the paper flower industry, is that 
our items are considered luxury items. And it's really interesting to see like, how do you add value to something that people consider as an extra piece in their life? It doesn't really cover like the basic, but it does add happiness when people do have that in their life. How would you brand that? How would you put that into more relatable terms to our listeners so they can understand this particular example? I think you've already said it, is that the product that you provide, well, not a necessity, it's not groceries, it's not the electric bill. It does provide you know, joy, beauty, and a sense, a sense of luxury, right? A sense of mm-hmm. adding something beautiful to your home or your environment. And I think that's awesome. Those are all things that we all need right now. Oh, totally. And, you yes. know, if it's creating paper flowers, it may be a stress reliever to, to help people create something when they're feeling overwhelmed. And, you know, while it's a luxury item, it's not diamonds. <laughs> So I think it is attainable on a variety of budgets. So I think those are all messages that would land well with your brand, would land well with your audience. I also think that because luxury brands tend to thrive on the emotional connection with their audience, and that goes for you know whether it's just a nice to have keeping item like paper flowers or something like a designer handbag, people are buying that because of the sense that the emotional satisfaction that it gives them. Mm-hmm. And that's where you should be targeting your messages. And that's, again, why we start with clarity around brand, because when you understand who your audience is and what they need and want and how your brand can help them achieve that, you have already done a great deal of your messaging work and can land that that message succinctly with that audience. May I ask you, I hear it when, I talk, when I'm listening to what you're saying about branding and talking about your ideal avatar and what the message is for them. My question is, what is it for, let's say, the business owner or the creator? How does the brand relate to them? Because I mean, obviously part of it, the it's not just, oh, I want to sell to people who make a, over 200,000 or they love, let's say, and this is very stereotypical. I don't know. They love Armes handbags and they love the color red and they wear high heels. And let, let's say you have your avatar. How does it relate to yourself in terms of this is my creation? I'm creating something, a certain product. And because it's really me, Let's say, let's say it really is, you know, I'm an artist. I create something. It's a reflection of my personality. How much does that relate to your ideal avatar? In my head, I'm always thinking about my ideal avatar would be somebody like me who loves what I make, like, because it's, let's say my style, my personality, but that doesn't, that doesn't necessarily exist. And that probably isn't my ideal avatar because that's, you know, who can make a copy of myself or, or maybe there's only people who are like me, very, very small. I don't want that. But how much, I think I, what I'm struggling with is I get the idea of branding, but at the same time, how much of that do you have to stay true to who you are and how much you present out, outward that is true of yourself as opposed to just the messaging to your, to your customers? Let's say. I was going to say you need to stay 100% true to yourself mm-hmm. and 100% authentic to who you are and the emotion that even your mm-hmm. product gives you relatable to your audience. And I think that we've seen, especially these days in a social media realm, that being authentic truly pays off, whether it's part of your brand or even in your marketing, because people can, they can find a fake. Yes, yes exactly. So that's, that's my, we've seen I guess so I many that's what I'm struggling with in terms of how much of that branding, I mean, you're saying it should be authentic, I mean, right? Essentially mm-hmm. it should be hundred percent authentic, right? It's just how you deliver oh, totally. the message. It's how do you deliver? 
deliver, I think that kind of goes back to what we talked about earlier, that that tone, you know, someone's your tone and how you represent yourself or in your communication will really resonate with someone else. And they'll say, oh, I love, you know, I love the tone. And it hits that emotional sweet spot for somebody to then take a deeper look at you and say, oh, this person is so authentic to who they are and what they have. And then, then they start looking at your offerings and they then they kind of point out what persona they fall under based on the ones that you built a base on. Like, oh, I am in that Hermes red shoe, you know, whatever that product is. And they naturally gravitate towards that one on your, Kalisa, I, I know you had something to say, so I'll let you jump in too. Well, I was gonna, going to say, you're asking me to put on my business coach hat now. Uh, so put that on. Too, right? I know that's... Uh, I'll put that on and say, you know, from a, from a strategy perspective, you know, I'll just, there's lots of ways to do marketing and messaging. What we always advise our clients to do. And it's one of the first things we do before we even dive into the branding. One of the first pieces of homework we would have a client do is really around their why. So understanding your why is just so important because if you're going to be authentic to yourself, then all of your branding and marketing should evolve from that. Some, there's a really great TED Talk by a guy named Simon Sinek who talks about understanding your why and how corporations that understand their why are so successful and why it makes for great leaders. And we actually have people, you know, we, we send people to that quite a bit. But understanding why you want to do something and why you're building your business and why you're wearing 16 hats in a day and doing the entrepreneur thing, being really clear about that will help you get clear yes. on everything else. And so true. Just, just like, we, we meet a lot of people who don't. Yeah. We ask their why is and they, they really have a hard time identifying that because they haven't even sat down and said, you know, they don't know why they're doing it. They just know like you're a paper florist. I'm sure there's folks out there who know it's pretty, who know it's fun. But, you know, have they really dug down deep inside and said, I want to do this as the business because, yeah, yeah. and then answer that. And it can be bigger than just, I want to make pretty flowers. It It always is. Yeah, it is. It, there's usually some sort of emotional connection. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot, I would say, you know, for most people who go down the entrepreneurship path, it's very, it's a very values driven initiative. So it really aligns with some core values that they have and what they want to put out into the world. And the advice we always give people is don't build the life that you don't want to live. If you align with what your values are and you understand your why, it's easy to build a business model that supports that rather than fights against so, so true. Yeah. yeah. I hundred percent agree with you. When I first started, I'm going to give a personal story. So hopefully our listeners yeah. can kind of relate to this is when I started my business. Yes. It was first of all, to bring income, to do something that I would feel passionate and feel a lot of joy. But as I was doing it, I was like, where do I want to take this? I don't want to make paper flowers forever. So I really sat down, thought about like, what is my end goal? Why do I want to do this? It's all about connecting people. That's how the Paper Floors Collective came about. And then helping people and educating people. And then that was how the Posy Box evolved. But my end goal before I even came with the other two parts was I wanted to do a worldwide paper flower conference that brings all these people to one place to have passionate and joy and to celebrate what we love to do. I mean, to do that, there's so many tiny pieces you have to connect along the way. And I'm hoping I had that 
surprise down that I don't know when it's going to happen. But now that I'm already building a worldwide directory of all these paper floors around the world, not only am I building that piece right now, I'm also building a vendor directory that's related to our particular industry. So those are my end goals. And those are things that I'm putting together that will hopefully connect all those dots. So yes, I'm still making paper flowers now. I'm still talking to all these paper floors all over the world. I'm making these podcasts to generate more interest, to create more people that love what I do. And I think my branding has evolved quite a bit. Mm -hmm. My marketing strategy has changed as I added all these different components. And it's so important understanding who you are, making sure that you're true to what you believe in. That is so critical to how you evolve your business. Well, and like you just said, Quinn, once you know your why, all of those steps in between become very clear. Oh, you, you can start to put those pieces together and maybe you don't know when you'll reach your end goal, but you know it's possible now. Yes. Thought about it. It feels you you become overwhelmed, right? Mm -hmm. You're like, I know I have something, but I don't, you know, I don't know what it is. I don't know how to identify it. So, and you know what? It's okay. It's okay to feel that at certain parts, but then you start asking yourself all these different questions to clarify it and to get clear in your head. And I think one thing that has helped me is talking to people. The more you talk to people and the questions that are being asked to you about your why, you'll get clarification on it. I think that's a really great tip right there for you guys. So, if you're listening and you don't know your why, start telling people what you're doing. They're going to start deep diving and asking you questions and ask yeah. people. And you might in your fumble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But you might fumble over it, but it'll really give you something to sit on and think about. And then it'll kind of force you to really get crisp on it and own your why. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we tell people like we understand, like when, when we give them the first worksheet, we tell them, listen, you're going to dive into this. You're going to hate it. It's going <laughs> to, it's not going to be fun. You're going to put it aside. Don't try and do it in one hour session and break it up because there's a lot of thinking and feeling and exploration that needs to go on. You need to process the questions. Don't shortchange the process by trying to just turn it out. Give yourself time to think and reflect and really understand what you want out of this. Then you can align your audience to that why versus saying, I want to sell to a person who looks like this. Mm -hmm. I want revenue Mm -hmm. that that looks like this. Those are all business goals, but they should stem from a good understanding of why you're doing what you're doing, why you're engaging in this small business effort and doing all the hard work that comes with it. And then how you can share that story with customers that are really aligned to it versus the Mm -hmm. other way around. I love that. That is so good. That was a really important tip. Do you do business coaching too? Yes. (laughs) That's probably... That's probably... Uh, that was what, what... She knows Rachel, Kalisa. Oh, so that's, yeah. You know yeah. Rachel. Yeah. We did basically business acceleration yeah. with... Uh, Oh, awesome. So a lot of what we do one-on-one work is what we call business acceleration. So somebody has an Mm -hmm. idea or they've started a brand and they just need to figure out how to start making money or go to market quickly. And so my background's in in go-to-market, bringing new products to market for big companies. And so Missy dives in on kind of the brand and digital strategy piece. And I dive in on more of the business modeling and strategy piece. And mm-hmm. we we come together with, okay, here's how we think you should change your product or here's how you should package your product. Or, and Missy helps develop a, a digital strategy to get the product to the audience. And we... So yeah, a lot of yeah. what we do for small business yeah. owners is a lot of coaching. <laughs> 
Yeah. And we, we go through everything from that brand, from the brand worksheets that we just kind of talked about. And we lead into kind of even a messaging framework so people know how to even reach. Yeah. And I noticed on your website, you offer a 30 minute free consultation. Mm-hmm. Want to take advantage of these two amazing, knowledgeable ladies. If you go to their website, calixgroup.com, you can get a free 30 minute consultation about Perfect. your branding. You guys need to take advantage of this free offer that they're offering. We just love these two ladies so much. We're going to bring them back. We want to talk a little bit more about the marketing strategy. Stay tuned for next week where we continue our conversation with Kalisa and Missy about branding and marketing. So if you guys are listening to this podcast, I want you to jump over to the Paper Talk blog site, read the questions and answer they have provided. It is a little bit, it's complimentary to the podcast, but will give you so much more information. There are links and bios. Do's and don'ts. Yes, do's and don'ts. So important. Yeah, we want you guys to have blooming businesses, thriving businesses, and learn tons of entrepreneurial tips from these two amazing ladies. So these amazing ladies have agreed to provide us with a worksheet to help you guys work through your why. It's called a brand audit worksheet and it includes a why worksheet. Kalisa, do you mind telling us a little bit about this PDF? If you go to our website, you'll be able to download this workbook and it really contains everything that will allow you to pull together information about your purpose, what your brand stands for, who your audience is, and how you're different. And it, it takes a little bit to do. So it's about, it'll take about four hours, but by the end of filling out this worksheet, you'll be able to understand how all those attributes ladder up to your brand and it will make all of your effort going forward a little easier. I love awesome. that. I feel like yeah. everyone should go I, through one of these. You know, I feel like I should go even through that worksheet. Yeah, even if you think you have a strong brand. <laughs> I mean, you can always learn from Yeah, absolutely. From you know, like I, I said in the podcast, the, the your brand is more than your font or your color palette. It's really a strategic tool for companies to help make better decisions faster because they know who they are and they know why they're doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And it just allows you to make more informed. So this is a collection of tools that mm-hmm. we've tried and tested and we think are really useful for every company to go through, no matter what their size. Well, thank you so much for offering this worksheet. I'm sure our listeners are going to yes, find so much value in, in going through that exercise. Thank you so much, Kalissa and Missy, for joining Thanks us. For Thanks for having us. us.